Welcome back to the In-Laws Podcast. I'm Sophia. And I'm Brianne. We're two law students who created this podcast to talk about law school, law talk, and everything in between. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the In-Laws Pod and our law school pages at Sophanlaw and at Brianna-in-Law. For this week's episode, we will be discussing the U.S. News and World Ranking of Law Schools as they stand today after the majority of T14s have dropped out of the rankings and more schools have followed suit. Initially, I had made an episode solo kind of covering this, but that was when it had just started and there have been some updates. So we're just tying up some loose ends and going to be chatting about it. Yes, there have been a lot of updates, actually, especially after they dropped their new system of how they were going to evaluate the schools for the subsequent year's ranking. And I think that shook things up a little bit, maybe made some schools make different decisions, but we're going to get into that in this episode and maybe talk about how it's affected schools that had previously dropped out last year. And if anything has changed, because I put a little questionnaire on my Instagram story earlier today, and we got a few responses. So let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing we need to to discuss is the actual changes that U.S. News made to the ranking system, the algorithm. Um, and if we really think it's going to change anything. So they did. They did update law schools in early January. They published a letter to the deans of law schools saying that the new algorithm would have less of a focus on the kind of reputational score that I spoke about in the original episode and would focus instead on bar passage rates and employment. And this is a pretty big shift because in the former way, of doing it, they had a large chunk of it based on very subjective information where they would go into different schools, different sort of legal opportunities and ask individuals at those schools in those areas about other schools to learn a bit more about like reputation and just like if there was a name for this school in other areas, which I mean, in my opinion, probably disproportionately affected schools that were known regionally, but just weren't as well known nationally. Yeah, definitely. I also think like the schools who originally dropped out, they didn't just make criticisms of this reputational score. They also made criticisms of how the employment factor was evaluated under their algorithm. And what I find interesting is that like in the U.S. News statement that they put out, they said, We will rank law schools in the upcoming rankings using publicly available data that the law schools annually make available as required by the American Bar Association, whether or not schools respond to our annual survey. So to me, this algorithm changed because schools dropped out, but not because U.S. News cares that schools dropped out. They're just changing Mm -hmm. their algorithm to deal with it and like use publicly available data. Yeah, because the schools are going to get ranked regardless. Like schools are going to continue to end up on this list, even if they formally drop out or formally choose not to give certain data to U.S. News. Yeah, and the statement that they put out, it was just like, this is subjective, but in my opinion, it was very dismissive. It was like, we've engaged with the law schools, we've received feedback, and this is what we're doing. And it's like, I don't think this is 
any better. <laughs> right. What is changing? What's what are the effects going to be? We don't know. Right. And it's not they didn't at least in the the letter that was made publicly available, we didn't get specifics on how that was going to change at all. Mm-mm. They said, here's our, our new list. Here it is, guys. Pew. And I don't I don't really have any, any faith in them to make it like good. Me neither. Me neither. I mean, I think the really nice thing for us is because of Law Talk and because of our Instagrams, we really have like a network of other law students that we can tap in, talk to, have built community with, and can discuss these things with. So it's super nice because the other law students are keeping everybody else up to date about what's happening at their schools, what conversations are happening. Like even with UNC, like you guys were talking about grade system changes. Other mm-hmm. schools are talking about that. Other schools are, you know, merging, doing different partnerships, things like that. So we have like ways to talk to people at other schools and get their opinions, get their intel and things like that, which gives a lot of perspective to this conversation because I mean, some of these schools, I wouldn't have necessarily known when they dropped out, but it's because people are posting like, hey, we just got this email, we're dropping out of the ranking. Right. And I think that specifically reminds me like the news articles that are being written, the highly publicized one, it's when like T14 schools are dropping out, right? We're not publicizing Mm -hmm. as much the lower ranked schools, but they have, like we know recently UW-Madison, Tulane, and Rutgers have all dropped out. And we kind of got that through word of mouth, not from reading articles. Yep. My assumption, I don't have any (laughs) insider information on this, but my assumption is that schools read the response from U.S. News. They might have gotten private additional information about what the new algorithm would be like. And they decided it's not good enough. Like it didn't address the things that we wanted it to address. So then then they pulled. Yeah. And... Did you say that the that they dropped their new algorithm on January 3rd? I believe, but let me double check. Okay, so assuming they dropped their new algorithm in the beginning of January, there have been t- like 12 schools since then that dropped. Yeah, it was they dropped it on January 2nd, which was Second. the day before the American Association the American Association of Law Schools met. They had like their annual meeting in San Diego starting January 3rd. So they were like, (laughs) they probably came in like ready to have some discussions. Uh Um, According to this website I found called Spidey Consulting, they have a whole list, including the dates that schools have dropped from the ranking. And the first school to drop out since that news dropped was January 4th. So literally two days later, a school was like, we're out of here. We're, we're yeeting. And it was St. John's. And then quite a few schools followed suit. And it's really interesting because they're very spread out. Like, I think in a way it felt like things were semi happening, like regionally, just because there are so many law schools concentrated, like East coast, mid Atlantic. But since then it's really like spread. What's also interesting too, is like, some of the schools haven't made any type of statement, but then some of the schools have 
affirmatively said, like, they're going to maintain their policy to submit data to U.S. News. That is so wild to me. Like, what what kind of benefit do you get from doing that? Because I think it's a pretty bad look from a PR standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, why? For, for what is the reason? I'm, like, looking through this to, like, see if my school is, like, staying committed. <laughs> Whose ass are you kissing? <laughs> for, like, why? Literally. Like, who is, who is on U.S. News that you're like, yeah, I need to stay. I need to stay good with them. Just to get at, like, how unpopular of an opinion it is to be like, these rankings are fine and we're going to stick by them. Two days ago, Brett Kavanaugh said that the rankings were shitty. <laughs> I'm not saying something. That is certainly saying something. Like, even he is recognizing how shitty these are. He had a quote. Where did he give it? Oh, he was at Notre Dame. And he said, I think those ratings are very problematic. I think they're based on things that are very amorphous and very subjective. Factors that don't correlate well with the education that you're receiving. I find them highly problematic. The reputation score. That's kind of a joke, isn't it? Does that really show whether a student is getting a better education at school A or school B? I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> because what the fuck? What the it's, fuck is that? It's important to remember broken clock is right twice a day. But if even he. Mm-hmm. It's saying that's a no-go. There are major flaws in this. Right. I don't know. I mean, I would hope that our listeners are not generally of the sort to really like buy into that shit because I feel like we've both spoken out about U.S. news on quite a few different occasions because it's really just silly because every school has different purposes that it serves for different reasons, for different types of programs, for different types of law that you want to go into. Like each school has a lot of resources in certain areas. You just need to find a school that fits your needs and saying that school a school that's ranked number 12 is going to fit your needs better than a school that is ranked like 47 just because it, because of its rank is really really arbitrary incredibly arbitrary and i think there's always this assumption that like law students go to the highest ranked school they could get into and mm-hmm. like neither of us did <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like if I want that <laughs> for me personally, <laughs> and like it's just, I think you're gonna have a much more enjoyable experience if you're going to a school based on what it can actually offer you and like the environment and the location rather than you know, just a number, <laughs> just a number. Yep, yep. A number on a website that you probably won't look at ever again after you're doing your applications. I mean, obviously, we're paying a lot of attention to it now because there's some tension, there's some moving around, they're switching things up. But in general, it's really just not, it's not that big of a deal. I do wonder, like, we usually get the new rankings around this time, don't we? 
Mm-hmm. Like, how long is it going to take? Yeah. Usually it's like towards the end of the, the application cycle, I feel like, or like the stereotypical application cycle, because some schools go a bit longer out, but. Right. Usually they want you to finish up around this time. There was the, my application cycle, there was different drama when it came to the U.S. news ranking system and how they defined um, like racial diversity, I believe. It's been a while since I read up on it. But for that, like the rankings were delayed in getting out to people. And it was really interesting because most people in my class had already committed to UNC. And um, a lot of people who apply to UNC also apply to Wake Forest. And a lot of people got into UNC and didn't get into Wake Forest. I didn't get, I didn't apply to Wake Forest. So I'm, this is no way to Wake Forest. <laughs> um, but a lot of them like committed to UNC. And then after that, the rankings came out and UNC went up in the rankings and Wake Forest dropped like 15 spots. Damn. I know. So can you imagine the inverse, like picking Wake Forest over UNC? And yeah. Because they were pretty close in the rankings. Yeah. I always wonder about that. Like if there are schools in very close vicinity that are similarly ranked and then like what happens when they switch up? Because I mean, I feel like in in big cities, there's usually some sort of neighboring law school or if there's like a cluster of cities, there's always like a neighboring law school and like the weird rivalry that occurs like, oh, that school, that school over to the West, they're doing X, Y, Z. So it's like, how does it affect like the law school rivalries in like regional or like smaller areas? To be completely honest, like I, I think the last time I thought about Wake Forest Law was when this happened before I started my 1L year. Like we do, there's no rivalry there. Um, That's because you guys, you guys beef with you guys beef with Duke more than you beef with Wake Forest. <laughs> yeah, we beef with the Duke, but we beef with Duke like generally and like in basketball. Act like for a law school, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't. <care. laughs> I mean, I think I think that I definitely have opinions about the type of person who chooses to go to Duke um and are they the most nuanced unbiased opinions no <laughs> but like I'm not out here like <laughs> right <laughs> Duke's law students and like refusing to work with them in internships or like there's nothing like that especially because Duke law students don't stay in North Carolina they get their ass to the oil in Texas. It's definitely interesting because when you do like work in an environment with people from other law schools, it's, it's always an interesting dynamic to see how people behave with each other based on like which schools that they go to. It's fascinating. It's like anthropological observation every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I don't think I've ever noticed a huge difference in my my positions so my first internship in public defense 
we had people from, we had a person from Duke, we had a couple people from UNC, and then we had a couple people from Campbell, which is an unranked law school. Um, and I don't think that there was any weird tension at all, or like anyone was really opinionated about like the other people's qualifications. Um, and then my big law internship, I was actually the person at the highest ranked school in my office, um, not at the firm generally for summer associates, but in my office, which again shows you like firms when they're hiring care more about the rank of your school. <laughs> like they, they care about more than that. Um, but again, like there was no tension at all. But I've heard from other people right. in their internships there is. Mm -hmm. um, so my job last summer was predominantly people from my law school. However, we did have like three or four other law schools represented. But our our dynamic was like super friendly. We all got super super close. Like it was really really good. We all got along, and it was it was it was just like a really good fun time with like everybody that I was with. But we would hear stuff about other firms in town and how they had mixed groups of different law schools and it was just not as good and not as productive they did not get along as well as they did and they often talked about rank between them so or among them I should say but I feel like it definitely depends on the people individually and like the work environment because I think for us we all came in thinking like we know a few people we're going to get to know everybody else hopefully we all get along and we all really did get along. So I don't know. I feel really lucky for that because I've heard not so great stories from other people. I think there's also an element of like whenever you go into an internship, you're kind of like, I don't know what the fuck is going on and I'm so scared and these people are my allies. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you go to school, you're going to help each other get through it. So I think it really yeah. takes a level of like delusional ego to care about the rank of the schools that your, yes. your volunteers go to or especially just to like bring it up all the time because I think something that we did really well was like talk about the issues that were happening at our schools and then like compare them to the other schools in that way mm -hmm. and it was super nice because I'm still like super close with a lot of them and still connected especially with like my counterpart who was also a 1L mm -hmm. so I like hear a lot of what happens at her law school she gets to hear what happens at my law school so we just like trade information back and forth which is something that I enjoy and I spoke about previously how we all are just like tapped into this like law student network just makes yes. it bigger <laughs> it's like my favorite thing we talked about it when Sabrina was on the pod and and we were talking about how they try to to get resources and talk with other law students in different schools about like their disability and accommodations. But it really is like every single topic, it benefits you to talk to students at other schools. And this insane competition that these rankings drive discourages that, discourages you from like trying to help your counterparts at, at other law schools and it's stupid it is good it's so stupid. 
Um, going back to what you said, though, about the people that were at your first internship, Campbell actually dropped out. So they dropped out of the ranking in December, which is they interesting because I think they might be one unranked school that has dropped out thus far. And it makes sense to me because Campbell has like a fantastic local reputation, um, but it's a pretty new law school. I want to say it's around 20 years old. And um, maybe like 25, but like pretty, pretty young. Um, So they're just still unranked, even though like they have incredible resources and especially they're like, I don't know if it's moot court or mock trial team, but they're like, their mock trial team has beat like Yale. (laughs) It's like very, well, it's very cultish, first of all, like I know someone who was on it, Um, very intense. But, like, they do have, like, it means something locally to have been on Campbell's mock trial team. Okay, let's see. We've talked about, like, in general, how a lot of the schools that have dropped out have been T14s. We just addressed how Campbell is, I think, the only unranked school that has dropped out. Um, On my Instagram stories, I asked how people felt about it, if they felt like anything changed. I think both of our general sentiments are that nothing has really changed probably nothing will really change I think it's us on an individual level that are looking at it more critically but I still think it's going to have pull for prospective law students but on my Instagram stories when I asked I got a few responses so I'm just read out a couple of them So the very first person who replied said, I go to a lower level school. So honestly, I think the ranking system deters some students. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely like if you're a pre-law student and you don't know a ton about this system, you latch on to anything you can to really guide you. And like we said, there's like 220 law schools in America accredited some of us go to unaccredited schools but you have a lot to pick from and not a whole lot to guide you other than these rankings especially when on the LSAC they have the schools ranked and their medians because they want you to go in there and they want you to compare yourself and see what your percentage your likelihood of getting in is because it will push your stats against the stats of the school that is part of the LSAC system because I remember looking at that and I was like I'm gonna do whatever I want anyway but I was like this is interesting yeah I I can tell you like especially because I didn't know lawyers I didn't know any lawyers that went to the schools that I was applying to I applied basically entirely based on location and ranking Like I didn't apply and that's not as bad. Like some people will very much just apply to like, I'm going to apply to the top 30 schools and see which one I get into. (laughs) Um, But I applied to schools in three different cities and was kind of like knew where I was going to go before I even had applications sent out because I knew I could get into UNC. I knew I could get into UNC with a really good scholarship. And I liked the programs that they offered. But like the starting base was the rankings. Yeah. Building blocks. And it didn't feel me, but 
it's failed a lot of people. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And I think because it is such, it's really just what is pushed. I mean, like, even if you think of like content on the internet related to law schools, like it is something that people talk about. It's something that people compare, especially on Reddit, which we always advise not to engage in unless you're ready to take a little hit and to look at things very critically because there are people everywhere that are just going to talk to talk that have not gone through the law school system that have not done applications that that have done nothing that are just commenting on it so you need to be careful (laughs) when it comes to that kind of thing we talked about Rutgers dropping out which is one that wasn't listed in the website that I found however somebody put that in my Instagram replies and said Rutgers dropped out and it isn't changing anything for the students really and I feel like that's probably pretty accurate from for most schools unless they're like specifically really stressed about rank which I could see some schools being to be honest yeah I mean I just don't think I don't think a school dropping out is really going to have much of an effect of students at any school it might have an effect on future students or like the admissions process but I don't think students themselves are going to feel any effect I don't think like employers are going to be like oh, your school dropped out of the rankings and like feel either positively or negatively about that. Right. So I don't think there's going to be a huge difference for the actual students. Yeah. And I feel like even if they did, I don't think we would be in the grades that would be affected by that really. Because I mean, nothing has changed for me. Nothing is changing for you. Like no. kind of irrelevant right now. But I do wonder, especially about schools that have more recent deans like newer deans Mm -hmm. how it's going to affect them if they specifically got a newer dean to kind of like switch things around improve things like how's that going to affect those schools someone replied it's definitely an important step in the right direction but the hierarchy will still be enforced whether we have concrete rankings or not which is interesting because we will have concrete rankings regardless right U.S. News is not going to stop. U.S. Mm-hmm. News is not going to stop. Nope. They're just going to keep chugging along. Right. And I think because nothing is there to take its place and guide pre-law students, even if the new algorithm is very flawed, it's going to persist. Yep. It's going to keep going. What I'm really curious to see is what sort of like areas or maybe like bracketed off ranks are going to have the most movement, if at all, because I can see I could see the T14s remaining the exact same, like most of them are out, but I could see them staying pretty similar just because of general law school clout and reputation. But I don't know. I wonder if there will be like more wiggle room for mid-ranked to low-ranked schools I wonder I'm curious basketball tangent aside (laughs) genuinely don't even know where we're going with this I think that the (laughs) rankings are going to change but I don't think that it's going to be as drastic as people are anticipating yeah like it's not an overhaul like they're right. just switching things up 
Right. And I think maybe it might affect some schools dramatically. I think the vast majority of them, it won't. And I think that whatever algorithm they choose to use, they internally will have compared how that algorithm shoots out the rankings compared to their past rankings, right? Like, I think that's kind of common sense. Yeah, they have years worth. Like, right. I I don't foresee many schools shifting drastically, at least in the first year, unless something like roller course happens, which you never really know. Like, I wonder what those transition reasons are, because whenever I hear about schools that have dropped, it's typically in like a like a five to 15 number range from like what I've heard word of mouth type stuff. And I wonder if we like went back through the years, if we would see any correlation with like change in leadership, like change in programming, things like that. Because I feel like the programming is usually what changes when a new dean comes in. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that those kind of dramatic falls or increases are usually attributed to something like concrete that happened the last response to my instagram story was i was shocked uva dropped out because they brag about their rankings everywhere and public and our public service students getting more support one of the reasons for dropping they said no and that it has changed absolutely nothing which UVA is pretty highly ranked, no? I feel like they're like five. Are they not? I definitely think they're high up there. Let's see. UVA is eight. Yeah, so they're T14. So they dropped out. Nothing has changed. I mean, I kind of wouldn't expect it to. Yeah. Something in me wonders when it comes to schools that are dropping out, how much does this decision to drop out or not drop out, how much is it influenced by funding and board of governors and private school versus public school and like all of that? Because I haven't talked to anyone at UNC about it, but Considering who our board of governors are and considering the fact that we were just in a Supreme Court case about affirmative action, I think that maybe there are things going on locally that are like influencing the decision to not drop out. Mm -hmm. Don't have that confirmed, but I imagine like that's just UNC's drama. There's drama at every school. And if you think that there's not drama at your school, you're just not connected enough. Yeah, there 100% is drama at their school. Yeah. Guaranteed, guaranteed. You cannot put 500, 700, 800 students together in a building and believe there's going to be no drama in a school. There's always drama in school. Administrative drama, state drama, local drama, city drama, interpersonal drama. (laughs) Yeah. No. I mean, at every single school, like there's always like this weird fighting and like faculty and staff and admin and deans and like donors. There's, there's always drama. I really, my mentor teaches a class on Monday mornings 
and I take a class on Monday mornings. That is not his class. Mm-hmm. And I was walking to my class and I, I ran into him and he was like, so what's, so what's going on? He just like wanted <laughs> the drama. And then I gave him the drama that I knew. Mm-hmm. He gave me the drama he knew from the point of view of one of the biggest donors to the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, there's always going to be that. There's always going to be that. 100%. A hundred freaking percent. It's always interesting too, because like donations between different schools, like I all school gets like a shit ton of donations from alum, like an absolute shit ton. And I think that's like some, that was like somewhat factored into the, the old algorithm for US News. But I know that's like the reason we have like some of the programs that we have is because we have alum who just like become freaking rich, like so rich. And they are very generous, very generous with their money. So it's really interesting. Yeah. UNC is not the same. <laughs> So when my uh, when my mentor went to UNC in the nineties, tuition was twelve hundred dollars per year. Mhm, mhm. Um, because North Carolina really interestingly has a right to public education in its state constitution, and there has been like literal like decades of support for very low cost public education. So UNC undergrad is very cheap. UNC law is very cheap, but like UNC law is very cheap where it is now at $24,000 a year. Right. But that is like a massive increase from where it was. That's half my tuition. That's one semester for me. It's a massive increase from where it was even 10, 12 years ago. Um, so a lot of our donors aren't in the practice of donating because they're like, you're paying $2,000 a year. What, what? (laughs) What more do you need? You're fine. You're fine. We're over here like, please, there's lead in our water. (laughs) Please. Can we just get some water filters? Please. (laughs) A Brita. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Everything is always just so. Everything's so nuanced. And it's crazy because as a pre law student, there is no way for you to know all of this. Mm-mm. Everything is a freaking game. And US News doesn't even come close. No. You have to do literal deep dives into every single school. And like, not even deep dives on public record. Like you'd have to go to the school and find a random person who is well-informed and be like, what's the tea? Yeah. Some student government people, some org people, some TAs. Get in there. Legal field is like, it's like a 400 meter track. And um, every single board game you could possibly think of is laid out on the track. And additionally, there are six feet hurdles. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, you know, as you always say, 
It's a crack little shit. We've never said that before, but I'm saying it now. <laughs> so that's what we always say. I think what we really always time. say on this podcast <laughs> is like it was capitalism all along. And that could also yeah. be. It's always all of the isms. It's every single ism every time. All of the isms. All right. Um, in summary, U.S. news is still U.S. newsing. It's not going to stop. They're, they can't stop, won't stop. But we'll have to probably wait a few years to really see what the effects are going to be. So, you know, we'll keep this shit going. Report back in four years. Let you guys know. That's where little babies in our careers. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That's all for this week's episode of The In-Laws. Make sure to follow us on the Instagram at The In-Laws Pod. We post these full-length episodes every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure to follow us and rate the podcast to whichever streaming service you're listening on. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.